You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 197. Quick disclaimer before we dive into today's episode, we will be using adult language. So if you have children listening, if you're driving in the car and they tend to tune in while you're listening to the episode as well, this is not the episode for that. This one is an earbuds episode, and we use the language to prove a point in a story. So just know it is with reason, but this is a special episode where we use adult language. Quick disclaimer. All right. See you on the inside. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And in today's episode, we are going to explore three surprisingly simple strategies that can 10x your results this year alone. To give you a hint at one of the major takeaways from this episode, all of the strategies we are going to dive into today require more of you and less of what you think you need to succeed online. In many cases, these strategies, if you let them, will free you up and encourage you to stop doing more of the things that are actually slowing you down. Now, I'm not alone in this episode. My guest is Marie Forleo. She's been on the show a few times already, and each time she returns, we continue to uncover what's truly holding you back from seeing the big results you desire. You may already know of Marie, but just in case you don't, I wanted to give her a proper introduction. Oprah has called Marie a thought leader for the next generation. Tony Robbins has called on her numerous times, most recently to attend the Shopify Build a Bigger Business event in Fiji, where Marie was a judge alongside Tony and Tim Ferriss. Good company to keep, to say the least. You may be familiar with Marie's online training program, B-School, the B standing for business. Marie has graduated over 40,000 entrepreneurs inside of B-School across 160 industries. I would say that's the gold standard for online courses. Marie and I have been friends for almost 10 years now. We met before I quit my corporate job. She was my very first mentor, and she has played a huge part in the success that I have today. Before I bring Marie on, I wanted to share two quick announcements with you. Number one, Marie and I will talk briefly about this today, but to give you a head start, Marie just released a three-part free video training series. It's only available for a short period of time, and it is exceptional. Some of the best of the best marketing training that's out there today. In her very first video, she addresses the questions, where should I focus and how do I know I'm working on the right things in my business? Two questions many of my students often struggle with. Now, don't wait. This video series will come down soon. So sign up for free at amyporterfield.com forward slash Marie, amyporterfield.com forward slash Marie. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. 
Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. The second thing I wanted to share with you is that I fully acknowledge that over the next few weeks as Marie releases her free video series and then begins to talk about her incredibly popular online training program, B-School, that you're going to be hearing a lot about it. B-School enrollment does not open until later on in February, but here's the lowdown. B-School has created thousands upon thousands of success stories for people that are building their businesses online. Therefore, many people will be talking about the success of the program, meaning you're going to hear a lot about it. Now, many of those people talking about it, including me, are affiliates for B-School. That means that if you enroll in B-School when she finally opens up the doors and you use my special link, I get a commission. What I want you to know now is that I have gained substantial success from the B-School program. Therefore, that is why I'm such an advocate of the program. I like to give it to you straight, and that's why I'm talking about this here and now. As I mentioned, Marie was my very first mentor. She was the one that actually helped me take the leap from leaving my corporate job with Tony Robbins and going out on my own. She was also there by my side when I needed encouragement to take the leap to end my one-on-one consulting and move into the online training model that I have amazing success with today. To say the least, I have a lot of admiration for the guidance that Marie has given me to make these two huge leaps in my business. As I mentioned, today is the first day she's releasing this free video series, and you're going to hear a lot about B-School. It's quite a thing. If you've never experienced it before, get ready. It's pretty cool just to see what her whole entire B-School campaign looks like. Now, here's some advice for you. If you watch the free video series and maybe even check out B-School when Marie does eventually open up the doors in a few weeks and you realize that, you know what, this isn't for me. Great. Just ignore the online chatter and don't pay attention anymore. That is really important. However, if you're curious about B-School and you want to go on this journey, then I encourage you to join us. With that, because I'm going to share my personal business building stories related to how I've used B-School to create the business I have today, I want to share those stories with people that want to hear about them and people who are genuinely curious about building their businesses online and maybe using B-School to get there faster. I'd hate to be talking about B-School all over the web to people who might not have any interest at all. 
You know how good it feels when you're sharing stories and insights and strategies with people that genuinely are engaged and interested. It's a game changer. That's why for the third year in a row, I'm bringing back my 30-day B-School pop-up Facebook group. For those of you who don't know what a pop-up group is, it's basically a temporary Facebook group that is laser-focused on one topic and is usually live for just a certain period of time. In this case, as I mentioned, I'm going to get laser-focused on my experience and knowledge of B-School for just 30 days. I'm going to share exclusive trainings and a lot of insights that I think you'll find valuable if you're curious about building your business online with a program like B-School. So the group is called Exploring B-School, 30 days of diving into the details. If you want to join me inside of this special group, all you need to do is request access. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash pop-up amyporterfield.com forward slash pop-up, and I'll take you directly into the group where you request access. Give us just a few hours and we'll get you into the group right away. Now, it's only for those that are really interested and curious about B-School, those who want to hear my stories of how I've used B-School, and they want to ask me questions about how it would work for their business and how I went through it and how long it took me to go through it and how I approached the video training series and how I made it actionable. So it really genuinely is focused on B-School. If you're not interested, then don't waste your time. Here's the cool thing. I'm doing live video trainings in this special group, trainings that I've never done anywhere else before, so they are special to the B-School group. So not only are we going to talk about B-School, but you're going to learn some new strategies along the way. And of course, as I mentioned, I'm also an affiliate partner of B-School. So when it comes time, I'll share the incredible bonus package that I've put together this year. That's by far my favorite to date. It's so, so good. I can't wait to share it with you. Because this is going to be a smaller group, I feel like you will be seen and heard in new ways and you will really get the value you're looking for. Again, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash pop-up. It goes away in 30 days, so don't wait. Okay, now that we covered all the things, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's jump in to the good stuff. Marie Forleo, thank you so much for coming back to the show yet again. I love you, Amy, and I love your audience. So thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this chat today because, as I mentioned in the intro, we've been behind the scenes cooking this up, and I wanted to talk a little bit about where this all came about. So we've got a pretty mighty title for this one, How to 10X Your Results in 2018 and Beyond with Three Dead Simple Strategies. Okay, so talk to me about this title because I think everyone needs to hear about kind of like how it all came about. Yeah. So, you know, you and I both pay a lot of attention not only to what's happening in our own lives and our own businesses, but we do our best to listen to our audience, to read the comments, to engage, to have conversations. You know, in my life, Amy, I'm always talking with fellow entrepreneurs who run businesses and a consistent kind of refrain that I'm hearing is people feel overwhelmed and overstretched and like they're drowning. There is so many things that they feel like they need to do in order to run a modern online business that a lot of folks are feeling like they can't keep up. And the more they're like this hamster on a treadmill running faster and faster and faster, working harder and harder, more hours, they're not seeing the results. 
So what I noticed when I looked back, not only in what works in our business, but what I think is really going to help people really get the edge in 2018 and allow them to not just survive, but to really thrive and enjoy their business and actually see results, meaning revenue and profit, is people need to do what the opposite is that they see everyone else doing. And so that's really where this came from, because especially for me, you know, I happen to inspire and engage a lot of women. I mean, we have men in our audience as well. But when I looked at my own life, it's like my responsibilities aren't getting any less. You know, there's laundry that needs to get done. There's homes that need to be clean. There's kids, there's pets, there's significant others. There's all of these things that we need to do. And yet at the same time, it feels like there's more and more and more and more and more stuff we're supposed to be doing to run our business. And that's just unsustainable. And I love what you say that we think we should be doing all these things. But one thing that is unique about you, and I've been friends with you forever and ever, so I've seen it evolve, is that you tend to zag when others are zigging. So you do the opposite in many different ways. And this is a theme that I've been talking about a lot lately, and I thought, this is perfect. So I want to get into these three dead simple strategies that might rock my listeners just a little bit in terms of, wait a second, I thought I needed to do this, but maybe I should focus in this area. Yes. Okay, let's do it. So number one is sharing the raw, real you. Now, we're not just talking video. We're talking about in copy, in photos, in opinions. I mean, beyond just the video, in everything you do, sharing the raw, real you. So first of all, tell me why this is important. One of the trends that I was noticing, Amy, was for a few years now, when I look around in the marketplace, I've seen everything has become so pristine and plastic and apparently perfect. You know, so many of us, I love Instagram too, but these curated feeds and all of these videos I started seeing where everything just felt really fake. And when I was reading comments from my audience and reading emails and having conversations, the other thing I was noticing was how people were getting caught up in perfectionism. So they're seeing all of these really slick, highly produced photos and everything is so perfectly on brand and everyone's perfectly quaffed with makeup and hair and styling and the perfect lighting and asking me like, how do I do videos like yours? Like Marie TV, for example, which I will admit is a show, right? (laughs) a show, right? So we do have that for that element. But what I started recognizing both intuitively and then also really looking strategically was that we have to let go of this perfectionism. First of all, it is not realistic. None of us walk around every single day perfectly quaffed. Like I meet people on the street all the time and my hair is always in a messy bun. I hardly have any makeup on. Do you know what I mean? I'm running around. I have like two pairs of jeans that I wear constantly. But I think (laughs) what happens in the marketplace is that people are overestimating how important it is to have this polished look and underestimating the power of raw and real. And like we said, this isn't just about video content. So if you don't produce straight to camera videos or you don't do any video content, it's not just about this. It's also about your photographs. It's also about your copy. It's also about your ad. It's about the entire energy that you're bringing into your brand. So here's what's amazing about Raw and Real. It's faster and easier to produce, right? 
Amen. It costs nothing besides your time and energy. You don't have to go hiring this huge staff <laughs> of people to quaff you and then, you know, do post-production, all this stuff. And here's what's most important. What I've seen is that when you put things out that are raw and real, engagement and conversions can go way, way up. That is definitely true. I've seen it over and over and over again. And I mentioned this last year at the very end of the year that I've been watching the brands that are up and coming, the ones that are really making a splash, and it feels like they're making a splash quickly. And if you look at their feeds, you see a lot of that raw and real. Yes. And you know, this really comes back to something that I've always tried to do. And it takes me back to the beginning. You know, when I started my business, when I was the ripe old age of 23, I was so insecure, Amy. You know, I had no experience. I had no MBA. I was thousands of dollars in debt. I just had a ton of drive and passion to build this thing. And this is when online business was brand new. It was, you know, when email marketing was just coming on the scene. No one had ever heard of like an ebook or anything like that. And there was hardly anything going on even in those days in terms of online advertising. It just wasn't a reality yet. So in my mind, my very young, immature mind, I had this idea of what a successful businesswoman really looked like and acted like. And, you know, that was probably formed when I was six or seven. So I was thinking a successful businesswoman, you know, probably has some big office and she wears like a suit with shoulder pads, you know, like some (laughs) kind of power suit. And so I tried to live into that image because that's what I thought would help make me successful. But here's the thing. Anytime I tried to do that, right, to try and put out this image or this perfectionist idea of who I thought I should be, it really failed. And then the other thing that I was thinking at that time was a different frame. When I was looking at the world of personal development, I realized there was no one I could relate to. Everyone who I was reading and listening to, I wasn't like them. First of all, I was very far apart in terms of age, but more importantly, it was about the values and the emotional psychographic connection. There was nobody who had really like a big sense of humor that I could relate to. (laughs) There was no one that really treated things with a sense of irreverence or fun or joy. Everything felt really serious and, you know, really heavy. And I was like, oh God, do I really belong in this world? So because no one felt relatable to me, I actually had to step back and start communicating my content in the only way that was actually going to work, which was to be myself. So I'm from New Jersey. I use four-letter words every now and again. I don't use perfect grammar all the time. And I do have an odd sense of humor. So taking this combination of me like failing at trying to put out this perfectionist image, because again, that was the only thing I knew, and then also looking at the fact that, wow, I can't really relate to anyone, so I might as well just be myself that's when this whole thing started. And if I trace back over 17 years of being in business, I think that is one of the secrets to why we're successful and why we have such an engaged audience. 100%. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. 
So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. What I love is that you've always taken that real raw approach. I mean, ever since I've known you, you haven't wavered from that. However, just recently, you've done something that kind of goes even beyond that, and you have Marie Unplugged. So you've got this really polished, really pro YouTube show, Marie TV. But then you started to put out these videos that were way different. I want to know, tell me a little bit about that and why you did it. But I also want to know, I'm assuming it's working, but you got to give me details. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things. One point that's really important to make. So Marie TV has been around, I think, since 2010, right? Yeah. And in those days, I started the show just looking at my webcam. There was no production then. So true. And then I was in my friend's apartment, which had like a brick wall. And again, we were just shooting run and gun. So the show that is quote unquote polished now has really evolved organically over time. But here's the thing. I started hearing from people And these are people like, oh my God, does Marie ever not look? And I was like, you know, does she ever not look perfect? I'm like, are you shitting me? (laughs) Do, Do you not, do you not go back and see all the old videos? Like I leave everything up. But then I realized I was actually making this mistake. I'm like, oh, every week, the only thing that they're seeing is the show. And it's only my OG fans that know the other sides of me. Right. Does that make sense? It totally does. And so I was actually also getting antsy because, you know, doing a show every week for seven years, it's a very long time. It's a very long commitment. And as a creative human being, I was feeling this itch to do something different. So it was an intuitive hunch. And I said to my team, I said, I need some cameras. I need just cameras that y'all can give me and I can run around and talk to on my own. I don't know what this is. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I feel like this is something I need to do. That was in the summer of 2017, like late spring, early summer. So I got a few cameras and I just started running around and shooting. And we published our first quote unquote Marie Unplugged, which is just a simple vlog. There's no script. 
I never know how it's going to turn out. I'm just shooting me outside of the studio. That's what unplugged means. It means not plugged in <laughs> to all the cameras, not plugged into the place where we normally do stuff. And we published the the first episode. I didn't know how it was going to go. And I will tell you, Amy, it blew us all away. In like a matter of maybe two or three hours, it had over 900 comments. People wow. were crying because they said, oh my God, I had no idea that you, you live just like I do. You have no idea the level of relief that people will feel and the level of connection that they start to associate with you when you show them different sides of yourself, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, when you let them see the real you, all of you, and you dismiss this notion of trying to be perfect. Because I will tell you, first of all, that idea is deadly to our souls, first of all, because it's not real. But second, and most importantly, it's a horrible business strategy. It really is. It gets boring fast. And you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yes. You know, as the marketer to always show up that way. Yeah. And it's just not real. It's really not. So to be clear for everyone listening, I'm not saying that you can never do something that's beautiful or produced. Like we have that. And I still love Marie TV. I love that part of the show, but especially when people are just getting started, or if you're at a stage in a business where you want to experiment, do not, I repeat, do not go out there and waste a ton of money. You know, Amy, I was talking to a dear friend of mine, smart woman, incredible genius. And she was asking me about putting together a a particular campaign. And she shared with me, she's like, well, I got a quote from this video team and they want to charge me $50,000. Amy, I, my jaw hit the ground and you know me, I literally stood up and I shook her. I was like, (laughs) I was like, this is insane. I was like, we can shoot exactly what you need to shoot on your goddamn iPhone. And it's going to look fantastic. Like I almost lost my mind. So the point of this is the real you is what people want. I don't care what business that you're in. People want to do business with another human that they can relate to. Someone who shows them all of who they are, you know, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, the good, the bad. It's like people want all of you and don't be afraid to share it. Okay. So I want to make this actionable for everybody. And so talk to me a little bit. We've gone over this, these little tips a little bit so far, but what does it look like? So if you're going to show up as the real raw you, what does that mean? Means give yourself a chance to experiment. Like maybe do an Instagram post or a Facebook live video or whatever method you use to connect with your market and don't do it in a perfect location. You know, maybe you're not perfectly made up or you don't have ideal hair or you don't have the most, you know, wonderful outfit on. Maybe you're walking down the street. Maybe you're in the grocery store. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not a quote unquote set. Perhaps what you're doing is unscripted and it's totally off the cuff. I did a video not so long ago, Amy. It was really fun. I was walking in New York City. This woman walked past me. I heard her basically crying on the phone and she was talking about how she's terrible at numbers. I'm so bad at numbers. I can't ever get this. It's never going to work out for me. And I didn't feel like it was really my place to stop her on the street. But what I did is took out my phone and I made a quick video on Facebook telling, especially women, how vital it is that we stop telling ourselves stories that we're no good at money, that we can't crunch the numbers because it's completely disempowering financially. But that's an example of something that could be unscripted and off the cuff that you just allow yourself to do And it doesn't matter if you fumble your words. It doesn't matter if you're not perfectly articulate. Just put it out there. So I would say in whatever way that this strategy of letting yourself go fast, 
make it raw, make it real, make it imperfect. However you feel like you could embody this in your brand, we want to challenge you to do this as quickly as possible. Yes. Okay. So we have a challenge. Tell them, tell them our challenge because this is a good one. Yes. So we would love you to experiment, right? And record an unpolished video for either Instagram or Facebook, or again, whatever platform that you're active on within the next 24 hours. So you could maybe share an idea for your audience. You could share an insight or an opinion or a tip, anything that could be useful or helpful or encouraging or delightful to your audience. Let yourself do it. You're going to feel the butterflies, your mind is going to go nuts and go, people are going to judge you. You look horrible. All these things that our minds tend to do. And you're going to just say, zip it, record it, put it up there and let it be. And I will tell you, Amy, for anyone who is brave enough to take on this challenge and do it more, you will see how much more enjoyable and how much more quickly you can produce content and stay connected to your audience. All of us, I think, whether you're a man or a woman, however you identify, all of us can relate to this idea of trying to appear or be or perform from a place of perfection. Yes. Okay. That's the the kind of the gist of this whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So see if you can play with just like you would be hanging out with your friends, right? Or just like you're hanging out with your kid or your buddy or you know someone that you're having a coffee or a tea or a cocktail with. What's the way that you talk? What would be an opinion that you share? What would be something that you would offer and you don't like get yourself all riled up and try and look official as you do it? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So we talked about the real and the raw. The second strategy is probably my favorite because this is something I talk about over and over and over again. So as Marie and I did this little pitch and catch session to figure out which strategies we thought would really make an impact, she brought this one up and I was like, ding, 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 a 1 million percent. So I love that we're on the same page here. So this is what it is. Choosing email over social. So talk to me about this one, Marie. Why is it so important? Oh my goodness. We have been talking about this and I feel like I've been saying this lesson for years and years and <laughs> years, have. but it just cannot be said enough. Here is the thing for all of us to remember. You do not own the connection with your customers when you are connecting with them through the social media platforms. You do not own that connection with your fans or your customers. And to give people a very concrete example, which I think we've all experienced and feel, let's talk about Facebook and how they really pulled off one of the biggest bait and switch jobs in history. And remember, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So a little history lesson. I think it was about 2008 or 2009, right? Facebook convinced all of us, everyone, small brands, big brands to build up these fan pages. Amy, do you remember this oh, time? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> when I jumped on. Yes. This is a very free way to reach a massive audience, right? All of us are cheering. Yay. We're all in this lather. And I remember some people and many brands even paid to acquire Facebook fans oh, and likes. I remember likes, that. Yes. Right. All these campaigns, all of these contests. Oh my God. Like, 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 like. Then it was around 2011 when Facebook really sweeped us all under the rug. Organic reach, it nosedived and crashed. And now when we're recording this in 2018, it is at an all-time low. I think it's anywhere between 2 and 6%, and that will continue to decline. So the only way that you can reach the fans that they encouraged you so hard to acquire is now you have to pay for the privilege and you have to pay a lot. 
Hold on just a sec. I'm interrupting this interview with Marie because we recorded this episode days before Facebook came out with their recent update that they were going to start prioritizing the different newsfeed posts from friends and family over businesses, media, and brands. And so this was a big announcement that just came out. And it's so cool because it further reinforces the importance of not putting all your eggs in one basket with social and relying more on your email list, building up your email list, making it stronger, engaging with those that have given you their name and email and have told you, I want to hear from you. So this big Facebook algorithm change only further solidifies the importance of email over social. Okay, let's get back to the interview. Now, I just want to make a statement here. I'm not hating on Facebook. I'm not hating on social media platforms. I understand they are a business. They need a revenue model. But for you as a business owner, you need to understand that their interest is for their bottom line, not yours. And anytime people tell me like, Oh my God, but it's all about my, you know, my Instagram account or my Facebook. I'm like, yeah, that's great. However, if you don't have email as a priority, I think you are putting your business in long-term jeopardy. Amen. I am right there with you. Now, some people say email is dead. What do you say to that? Oh my God, that's such a load of crap. (laughs) Email (laughs) marketing is not a trend and it's not dead and it is not going away, at least not anytime soon. I think the best proof is really from your own life, right? I mean, Amy, how much time do you spend in your inbox each week? I know you've gotten better over the years and certainly I have as well, but most of us, we are constantly checking our email. For sure. That's one of the things we do. And I for sure open up the emails of those people that I love to hear from. Like I never miss an email from them every single week. Exactly. And so, you know, there's some great studies about this. People can Google it for themselves. Some of my favorite are ones from the Direct Marketing Association that email marketing has an ROI of 3,800%. There was another study done by the marketing Sherpa that showed that 72% of people prefer to receive promotional content through email compared to social. 72%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one study, right? So I'm sure there might be studies that prove otherwise, but a lot of people, I know I do, if I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, for example, I'm looking for content that makes me engage with that person, whether it's a story or an image or something that I can learn or something I can laugh at. But anytime ads start to come up, I have to say I'm less likely to be, yay, wow, oh my God, I can't wait to engage with that post. However, like you said, When brands email me about a special offer, when brands email me about something happening where I can participate and buy, if I respect that brand, if they have a relationship with me, I'm like, down. I'm like, yes, thank you for letting me know about it. So I think it's important, right? Take this with a grain of salt, but even just look at your own habits. Do you go nuts when you see an ad on social? (laughs) Are you like, wee, I can't wait to share this with every one of my friends? Nine times out of 10, probably not. But from the brands that you really respect and admire and who have built trust with you, if they send you anything in email that's relevant, you're going to be like, sure, I'll take a look. So the bottom line is email still drives more conversions than any other marketing channel. And that includes search and social. If you do your research, you really investigate this, you'll see that to be true. And I think putting all of your efforts into social media is not only short-sighted, but I think it's irresponsible because you have to own that connection and the relationship with your customers. Plus, when you focus on email marketing, it allows you to be a better communicator. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I mean, when you focus on email marketing, you force yourself to write better subject lines, which what are subject lines? Those are mini headlines, which makes you a better writer overall. So if there's any kind of content coming out for your business, whether you write blog posts, if you write books, you write article headlines, if you have a podcast, if you have a video show, or you're on social media and you have to write social captions, when you're writing in email form, what it does is train you to communicate like a human, especially if you're doing it right. You have to talk to one person. You have to use short sentences. You have to get right to the point. So I think that focusing your efforts on email really challenges you and trains you to become a more effective writer, which means that you're a more effective marketer. For sure. Now, when we were talking about this, you had a great example you shared with me. Will you share that one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one of our B-School grads, um, a mom... Her name is Michelle Anderson. She is an addiction advocate. So when she came into B-School, she started with just like a few hundred, I think it was maybe less than 500 subscribers, and she was not prioritizing email. She was one of the people who came in and said, Does, has Marie lost her mind? What is she talking about? Social media is everything. <laughs> but like a very good student, she trusted that I had her best interest in mind. And at that time, when she first came in, she was doing about 12000 a year in revenue. And she said that her business at that point felt a little more like a hobby than a full-time biz. So she did B-School. She went through the whole program. She was a rock star. She implemented all the advice. Listen to this. She grew her list to 13000 and is now generating several hundred thousand dollars a year. And that's largely due to the fact that she has prioritized and nurtured her email list. And right now she's cruising with about a 45% open rate, which is amazing wow. and of industry standards. Yeah. 45% is outstanding. Outstanding. Yes. And so that also cool. goes to prove too. A lot of people listening might think like, oh, well, you have to have hundreds of thousands of people on your email list. And I think, first of all, 13,000 is an amazing amount of humans that care about what you have to say, yes. but it's not an extraordinarily large number. So it's never about size. It's about engagement. It's about quality over quantity. So even for people going like, oh God, now I have another thing to build. Don't think about it like that. Your email list is one of the most important assets you can ever build in a modern business. And if you prioritize it, if you take care of people, you nurture them, you send them relevant, interesting content, they will open up and they will look forward to hearing from you. Looking back over your journey of building your online business, I think you knew this right from the get-go. I don't know if you just got lucky or what happened, but you've always been doing this. Oh, I was relentless when it comes to my newsletter. So basically how I learned this, when I was training as a life coach, again, way back 1999, year 2000, one of the things that they taught in my coach training, which was through Coach University, was it's not just important to be a good coach, to have those skills, to be able to transform people's lives, but you also have to train yourself to be a good business owner. And the one thing that they said, you have to build an email list. Now, because I was doing my coach training right out of college, I was so still in. And I, to be honest, I still am like this to this day. The person who is like, I'm going to be the number one student. (laughs) I'm going to do everything that someone who's smarter than me tells me to do because they're smarter than me and they have the results that I want to get. So back in the day, this was before anti-cam spam laws and all that stuff. I was bartending. I was waiting tables. I was doing all these side jobs to fund my business during the, you know, so I could basically get my business off the ground. And I would take around a yellow legal pad, Amy. And anytime someone at the bar, someone in the restaurant, when I was teaching fitness classes, someone in my fitness class would say, hey, Marie, what else do you do? 
I would tell them about my coaching business and I would invite them to sign up for my newsletter and they would do it. They would put down their name and email and I would add them to my newsletter every single night when I would come home from that yellow legal pad. And I still have people that are on my list to this day. It cracks me up. It's just such a good story. It's the truth. And you can ask, like you and I both know people that have known me that long oh, and yeah. who were actually around when I was, you know, running around with my yellow legal bag going, Hey, you want to sign up for, and get this. My newsletter was called magical moments. Stop oh my it. goodness. Stop. Ah, it was ah, not. I did I not it. know that part. <laughs> hey, look, I was doing the best I can. Like all of us do, right? When we're first starting out, we just got to dive in and do it. That's what I love. I mean, you just get in there and do it. And you do have a special quality about you around consistency. Would you agree? Like that is definitely one of your strong suits. Yes. Consistency, I think, is one of the most underrated traits that creatives and entrepreneurs kind of overlook. When you are consistent with something, because it's so rare, you have such a higher probability of making it over the long term because people don't do it. And so for me, you know, being consistent, putting out content since the year, oh my God, since 2000, right? This is going to be 18 years of me coming up. Okay, what am I going to say this week? (laughs) Stuff like that. But it does, over time, we know this to be true. So if you're listening right now and consistency is one of the things that you haven't been able to build up yet, and that's the only thing you take away from this, please take it away. You cannot overestimate how important this is. It's like when you're there, drip, 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 drip. And no matter what's happening in the world and people come and go and you're still hitting it, they're like, damn, I guess she really knows what she's talking about. She is here for the long haul. That in and of itself has this intangible magic that is attractive to people, especially because so much else in their lives is transitory. So very true. Now, Oftentimes with consistency, my students say, I don't know what to email about. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to put in my blog. They get really stuck around the ideas with content. How are you always coming up with ideas? Okay, so first of all, this is a great question. And I will say that anyone who struggles with this, you are not alone. I have those thoughts as well. And after doing this for, again, it's going on 18 years, I am so with you. Here's one thing. I have a core belief, and this is about money, and it's about particularly creativity, and it goes like this. There's always more where that came from. So I operate from a reality that there's no way I can ever run out because there's always going to be something there. I know that that might sound a little bit like, oh, really, Marie? It's so incredibly powerful. So that baseline belief, I would encourage you to adopt it for yourself. There's always more where that came from. On a more tactical level, what you can do is start a little ideas doc. Anytime you're out in the world, you know, it's all about how you see things. There's times when I'm walking down the street and I'm going to get a green juice and I notice a little kind of chalkboard outside of a store and I'll notice the copy and it gives me an idea to talk about their advertising, what they're doing wrong or what they're doing right. There's stories throughout my day and they're often silly stories, but I'll just jot down little notes and I keep a running document of all the ideas, good and bad, I don't judge them, but that could possibly make for great content. The other thing I want to say is this. 
a lot of people put too much pressure on themselves where they feel like they have to write so much, like they have to write these enormous, long form, multi-paid blog posts or videos, and they have to do that all the time. You have to step back and realize most people are overwhelmed, overstretched, and time starved. They don't want to read 10 pages every week. So even if one week something you put out is perhaps a quote or a question or a challenge or just a little bit of encouragement, keep it varied. That's the kind of thing that will allow you to always find something new to write about or to talk about or to comment on. And I think the last thing I'd mention is just to remember that we're all human. Like everyone is insecure. Everyone is overwhelmed. Everyone wants to feel encouraged. Everyone wants to feel like they're heard and seen and understood. So if you take that humanistic approach to your content, you will find that you will never run out of ideas because people always want to feel encouraged. They want to feel seen. They want to feel surprised or delighted. So take the pressure off yourself. Don't think it all has to be long and keep a running list of ideas. Don't edit them at first. It's not about judging them. Just put everything down that could possibly go in and you'll be surprised at how quickly you accumulate a very long list of things to share about. Such wise words. Totally on board with that one. Okay, so we're moving on to number three. And number three has got me excited because I really haven't talked about it in this way. So number three is embracing active sales prevention. Active sales prevention. Talk to us. Why is this important and what is it? Yeah. First of all, it sounds like a horrible idea, right? Right. For anyone who's wanting to grow their bit. You're like, sales prevention? I'm doing that already. I don't need to do more (laughs) of that. I need to flip it around. But there is a very special meaning for this. So what I mean by active sales prevention, this is about knowing exactly who your product or your service is right for and more important, who it's not right for. And then... It's about having the bravery and really the courage to be transparent about that. And you have to be willing to turn people off or turn them away. So let's take a step back here. A lot of business people, and I was certainly one of them, I did this for so long, Amy, I was like, my product, my coaching services, they're for everyone. Like, I want to change everyone's life. I can help (laughs) anyone on the planet. And if you really get rooted in reality, we all know that that's not true, right? You could be the most amazing restaurant in the world. You could have the most incredible movie and, you know, it has all of these critical acclaim and reviews and you'll have a whole host of people like, that thing sucks. No product or service is for everyone. And that mindset, if you're trying to appeal to everyone, it's going to kill you. The other thing about that mindset is this, and this is something that not a lot of people realize. Oftentimes, that mindset of trying to reach everyone is rooted in scarcity and fear. This idea that everybody has to like you, that everyone has to approve of you and adore you. Now, conversely, if you're clear about who your product or service is ideal for and who you're not ideal for, then all of a sudden you're rooted in truth and confidence because you know that there's more than enough people and prospects and customers to go around. Then all of a sudden your business is rooted in love and respect because you don't want to waste people's time who they're not going to benefit from what you offer anyway. You want to help them find the product or service that truly will serve them. And oftentimes that's not you. So this whole idea of sales prevention is about really owning who you're right for and who you're not right for, and then being willing to express that and put that out through your marketing in various ways so that you actively turn people off. I want to tell you a few stories about this and I'll try to make them fast. So the first one I want to tell is about this. It's actually about B-School. 
when B-School first came out, like the very first time, I think it was 2009 or 2010, we did the program. I was so excited, so proud about it. And once everything got through, I think we had like maybe an 18 or 19% refund rate, which to be honest with you is like industry standard when it comes to online courses. For me, that was unacceptable. I'm like, this is horrible. We sold way too many people into it that weren't right for the program. So when I went back and really started looking at my numbers and looking at the marketing and looking at everything that we had done in that first round, again, this is almost 10 years ago now, what I realized is I wasn't clear enough on who B-School is not right for. I didn't do a good enough job preventing sales. I got too many people in the door who weren't going to be a good fit. So I changed the marketing. I really took a step back and said, okay, B-School is right for these kinds of humans. Here are the kind of business owners. Here is the kind of businesses, where they would be at, what they're looking to achieve, the kind of person that they are, that they're really going to benefit, and all these other people, not right for them. The next time I did B-School, right, the next time we rolled out the program, I actually implemented this strategy. I started to be a lot more vocal, both in my copy and also when I was promoting the program, telling about here's who we're right for, here's who we're not right for. And I remember there was one teleseminar. I got on it and a woman started asking her a question and she eventually got around to, is B-School right for me? And here's the thing, Amy, it wasn't. So there's like hundreds of people on this call and I could feel this woman and she was just, she was a lovely, sweet person, but I just knew intuitively based on her questions, based on her backstory and based on what she was looking to accomplish, we weren't right for her. And I told her that. And there was silence because both the person who was hosting me and I think the woman who was asking the question did not expect me to say, you should not do the program. (laughs) This is not right for you. Right. I had done that several times, but I said, here's why. And I outlined all of the reasons. And I said, here are some other things I think you could try. And by the way, if you disagree with me, come on in. We have a wonderful refund policy, but here's my honest opinion. I don't think it's right for you at this moment in time. I cannot tell you, Amy, how many people wrote to us and let us know how meaningful that was because they knew I was telling the truth. And from a result standpoint, Implementing that strategy and building it out in many, many, many more ways allowed us to take our refund from 19 down to less than 2%. Wow. For a $2,000 program, that is impressive. It's insane. Wow. And I'm absolutely certain it's because of active sales prevention. Now, I have a more recent story from this. So recently, I was getting an itch. I've been doing a lot of new things lately. I've just had this uh, creative... <laughs> kind of outburst of like, I want to do something brand new. So we did this show. I've always wanted to do a call-in show for a while because I love coaching people live. You know, I do that a lot in B-School. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. So we did this live call-in show and I answered about seven or so questions and it was awesome. And if you're listening right now, you can Google and find it, Marie TV live call-in show. It's kind of fun. One of the callers was asking me about what it really takes to succeed. Like I could feel like she was struggling and I really related to where she was in her journey. So I started letting her know about how I'm not the fastest person around, right? I'm the turtle. Everyone thinks like, oh, where did Marie come from? It's like, no, no, no. I've been doing this for like 17, 18 years. I just never give up. When it's something that I really want, I am relentless. And in the moment, you know me, I get a little fired up and forgive me, anyone who's listening. I'm going to drop a four-letter word. If you have kids around, put on your headphones. I wound up saying, I am a relentless motherfucker. Now, (laughs) That's how I talk sometimes. I didn't plan it. It was just in that kind of energy of the moment it popped out. 
And in the context of that question, it made a lot of sense. And the woman I was coaching, she laughed her butt off. I laughed my butt. Like it was just all love fest and and it worked. So we go into post-production and we're looking at that episode and we love it. There's so much value packed into this one show. And my team was saying, oh, what do we want to pull for something to post on social media to promote the episode to drive people back to watch it? The one thing that stood out to me was that quote. And I remember, Amy, having this kind of conversation with myself. And I also wound up having it with my team. They showed me some options for a quote card. And all of them had the term mother effer, right? But it had the you replaced with an asterisk. It kind of softened it. So it didn't actually say the full spelled out phrase. It was making it a little more palatable for the general public. And I looked at that and I said to myself, that's not what I said. I said the full phrase and I want to use the full phrase, knowing full well that if I were to put that up on my Instagram, that some people would lose their minds because it's just not in their value system. But when I looked at it, I said, you know what? My best customers and my best expression of me is not the softened version. This was my own show in the context of this question, it worked. And it's really something I say. Yes. I'm not on you know, NBC Nightly News. I'm not <laughs> on a major network. You know, This is my channel. I can do whatever I want to do. So we wound up posting the phrase exactly how I wanted it because it was authentic and true to my language. And the results were really surprising. Turns out, Amy, that is the second or maybe third most popular Instagram quote that we have ever posted. I mean, talk about the real and the raw. That is such a perfect example. Yes. It has over 422 comments, which is the most comments wow. we ever had on any post. And here's the other thing. Now, I did lose a few people that day. There right. were people that were irate, and that's totally fine. They should find a different mentor that's a better fit for them. They really should. And I'm not offended by that. I'm not upset by that. But that language from time, it's like the, you know this, Amy, you and I have hung out so many, that's the real me. Yes. And if someone doesn't like the real me, that's okay. I don't want to force them to like the real me, but I'd rather prevent that sale because you know why? If they got into B-School or they got into CopyCure or they got into another paid experience with me, and then all of a sudden I'm speaking that language, they'd scream and run out like, they'd be like, what happened? She fooled me. She tricked me. So that's why it was so important. And the other thing I want to say is this. I also had some meaningful dialogues with a few fans who didn't get it and they were kind of upset at first. And then I went in and we had these great discussions in the comment threads. And by the end, we're all sending each other high fives and hearts. So <laughs> it was this incredible opportunity where my fans who are really aligned, who I'm really meant to serve because they get who I am and my intentions, our connection went up 20-fold. And for the small little sliver of people that didn't like it, they can go find a mentor that is a better suit for them. Oh, so very true. Now, you know, I like to make it actionable. So yes. for those listening and they're thinking, okay, I want to embrace active sales prevention. I don't really know what that looks like for me. Like, where do they start? 
Yeah. So I think it really begins with writing down who is your ideal customer and who is not. Can you start describing who are the people that are really perfect for your brand or your product or your service? And this isn't about getting it perfect. Just start writing something and think back into your history. You know, are there certain types of customers? Are there any patterns that you notice where people are just miserable? (laughs) You know, they're coming back for refunds. They're the kind of people that for whatever reason, you don't seem to be able to serve at the level that you would like to. And if you start writing that down, then you can start asking yourself, well, is there an opportunity for me to speak more clearly to the people that I am meant to serve and outright tell people, or maybe not outright, but in some way, turn off some other folks, right? Is there a way to courageously communicate who you are and your values and your views without hesitation? Because here's one of the things that I believe. It's not just about what you sell. It's about what you stand for. And the more courageous you are, the more of a stand you take for your values and who you are in the world, and you have an opinion about it, the more people are going to be naturally attracted to you, the more loyal they are. Your copy is going to flow so much more easily. It's way more fun to do business this way because you're not hiding yourself. You're not nervous. You're not constantly worried that people are going to find out who the real you are. And remember, boring never sells. You have to remember that. If you're trying so hard to please everyone and so hard to be the middle of the line and be so vanilla, I guarantee not only are you not going to have the results that you're capable of having, but eventually you will start to hate running your business because you're not being the real you. I love that. It's so much more fun to do business this way, 100%. I totally agree with that. And I'm seeing it more and more in my own business, so I'm glad we got to talk about this one. Now, speaking of having so much more fun in your business, I want to transition a bit and talk about B-School because ever since I have taken B-School, and I've done it for many years now, my business always gets to be more fun for me. And I always dive in deeper and find new opportunities. So I want to take a moment and talk about B-School. And can you tell us a little bit about the program, why you created it, what it's all about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So B-School is an incredible, comprehensive online business training program for modern entrepreneurs. So someone who wants to start or grow a business online and feels a little bit overwhelmed or doesn't know where to start or doesn't really know how to have the plan and the structure they need in order to follow through, B-School is for you. So the reason I started B-School, Amy, was it's interesting. Back when I started my business, way back in the day, and I was trying to learn how to do this thing. Again, online business was very, very new back in the early 2000s. And I would go to all of these different business building conferences and events and do my best to kind of pick up ideas and strategies. And one of the things that I noticed when I was there was, first of all, 99.9% of the presenters were men, which was totally fine. However, what wasn't fine was that a vast majority of them, not all, but a vast majority, were talking about business and customers specifically, like they were nothing more than numbers on the bottom of a balance sheet. Everything was about how do you extract as much profit as possible? And like, I had this image (laughs) of just people being turned upside down and shaken. So all of the coins come out of their pockets. And that just felt wrong to me. Not only that, but there was no heart or soul or integrity or conversation that integrated who I was as a human being, my values, my desire to serve, along with this incredible vehicle that we have called business. So how do you do right by the customer? How do you stay true to yourself? And how do you have a business that's profitable and sustainable in the long term? I just felt like there was a lot missing from what I was seeing. So 
in seeing that gap in the marketplace and in learning how to build a business from scratch myself with a lot of expensive trial and error, I said, you know what? I can fill this gap because I bet there's a lot more people out there who really want to run a business, but who want to do it in a way that is fully aligned with their values, that gives them a chance to express their real personality, and most importantly, makes a tremendous difference in the lives of their customers and in the greater world. So that's why B-School has come into being in terms of the track record. We've now graduated almost 40,000 business owners from across 160 different industries, and I think it's up to 130 countries worldwide. I am so proud of the results and the impact that our students create because they come in, they get a very clear structure, they learn how to tune out the noise of the marketplace. They learn how to tune in to the critical few things that matter and they build something that's going to last. Oh, so good. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of B-School and I tell so many of my students that it is a must in order for them to grow their business and scale their business. So that's why I'm so excited for you to talk about it. And just today you released a three-part video series, absolutely free. Tell me about that. Okay, so our video series is one of my favorite things about B-School Time because we get to share some really tactical, actionable strategies that help anyone grow their business. So the first video in the series is all about the six pillars of building a business. So if you're just starting out, or even if you've been in the game for a little while, but you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you need structure and guidance to follow through, please, for the love of all things holy, go watch this video series, especially part one. What we're going to do is walk you through exactly what you should be paying attention to and what you can ignore so that you can wipe away all the overwhelm and really start to look at these six pillars of your business and focus on the one that you really need to move the needle ahead. One of my favorite parts of this video series, Amy, is in part one, we have a little workbook that goes along. Oh, with I video love one. workbooks. Yes. So it'll allow you to not only absorb this content, but to very precisely identify which areas of your business that you need to work on. And then you can actually do the action step right then and there. So that's video number one. Video number two is one of my favorites. If anyone listening has any type of hesitation or still feels a little bit of resistance around marketing and sales, whether that is, gosh, I just want to do the creative side of my business. I'm trying to learn this marketing thing, but I'm just not any good at it. Or I feel so slimy when I'm marketing. I just don't know how to get into integrity and do it where I feel really proud of it. Or anything that you could possibly have as a hesitation that holds you back from going full force, you have got to watch video number two. I will share a mindset shift around marketing and sales that I guarantee if there's anything in you that hesitates, you will, first of all, have that block go out the window. And second of all, you will be so inspired to create the best, most effective, most heart-based marketing of your life that actually works. And then in video number three, we really tackle people's excuses. You know, all of us have excuses, Amy, that can hold us back from taking our business and our success to the level that we're really capable of. And one of my favorite things to do, especially because of my coaching background, is to really dive into those excuses and knock them down. So if part of what you sense that holds you back is some excuses in your mind and some ways that you limit yourself and keep yourself small, you have got to see video number three. That's where we will help you shift that mindset and also give you some really powerful examples of business owners from a wide variety of industries who've been able to go from you know, dreaming about it to actually doing it and their results will floor you. 
This is a must-see video series. So if you've ever said, I don't know where to start, I don't know where to focus, video one is going to give you that answer. So amyporterfield.com forward slash Marie. That's where you need to go to sign up and start watching the video series for free. amyporterfield.com forward slash Marie. Marie Forleo, thank you so very much for being on the show yet again. This is definitely, I think I say this every time, but this is definitely one of my favorites. I loved getting into all of these strategies with you. Me too. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. So there you have it. I hope you love this conversation about approaching your business differently and focusing on the areas that can truly 10x your results. Remember, all the strategies we talked about today require more of you and less of what you think you need to do to succeed online. Let that realization feel like freedom to you. And if you do so, these strategies will be easier to embrace. A few final housekeeping items. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash Marie to access Marie's three-part free video series. So thank you so very much for tuning in. Next week, we are getting into some big Facebook ad changes. And I'm going to have Rick Mulready back on the show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope to see you there. Until next time, make it a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 